everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. Yo. <laughs> Bold <laughs> entrance from Beth Lindley. Um, so this week we watched season three, episode nine, which has been called The Wish by Two in a row for Caroline. Because that is the name of it. Yeah, I know. We uh, we're recording two episodes in one day today, so I was like, I did it on the last one. I gotta do it on this one, too. It's going pretty well, as far as uh, remembering things goes. Yeah, two for two. um, Yeah, that's better. Okay, (laughs) so, this episode, Cordelia wishes to um, the goddess of woman scorned, which, by the way, same. Um, (laughs) So, Cordelia is talking to this lady that she doesn't realize is, like, the goddess of the woman scorned, and she wishes that Buffy had never, ever been to Sunnydale because all of her problems are because of Buffy, which is not true in any uh, real (laughs) sense of the word, but um, that's how she feels, which is uh, validated. So uh, she wishes that, and then the lady is like, done! And then she, like, makes it so um, so that Buffy was never at Sunnydale, and things are really bad. Right. Wouldn't you say? Um... The vampires have taken over, and, uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. Like, and everybody's, you know, dying. Um, Xander and Willow are vampires. Oz is, um, of course, Oz is still a good guy, because he's just the sweetest boy. <laughs> and, um, uh, A so good he's boy. He's still a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because he's a werewolf. And he loves to pose for photos. That's one of my favorite memes, and no one ever gets it. Yeah, I am drawing a complete blank. It's a picture of a snake, and the caption is, a good boy, an intelligent boy, and he loves to pose for photos. Why would anybody know that? (laughs) I don't know, but I love it, and it makes Uh, me think of Harry Styles. You were such a web cretin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can say that because I am too. So, we inhabit um, the same little troll cave on the internet. Oh, unfortunately. Unfortunately. It's not like we have it. It's like we were trapped in a cave together and we made it a home. <laughs> we made it. Because we do. had no other choice, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so this episode starts out with... So Xander and Willow are complaining about, like, not having significant others. Yeah. And it's, like, the reason that you don't have them anymore is because you two made out in front of them. And it's, like, like, they're, like, oh, poor me. I cheated on my hot girlfriend. And, like, that's basically the gist of the conversation. And then... Oh, yeah, and then everybody's picking on Cordelia. Yeah, everyone's being really back. rude. Yeah, she bounces back. She gets impaled by a rusty pole on Friday, shows up looking hot as hell on Monday. She's, well, oh, wait. She no, takes a week off. She took a week off. Okay, so she took a week off, but still. Like, she comes back on fire, which is, you know, she did good. Um, And everybody's really mean to her. Like, it got around that she got cheated on, which, not sure how that happened. Right. Unless, like, Xander told everybody, but, like, why would somebody (laughs) who cheated be like, you know who I cheated on? Cordelia Chase. (laughs) Um, 
And then Willow, like, wouldn't have told anybody. And then, I don't know. I just, like, don't know who told everybody. But everybody knows. And uh, they're making fun of Cordelia for it. And mm-hmm. it's like, like, if... I don't understand that because she didn't have any sort of control yeah. over what her boyfriend did, right? Like, yeah. a relationship is like an agreement, you know? It's like, I think you don't it's, cheat on me and I'm not going to cheat on you. I think the reason... It's like, she had such, like... Because she had such high social standing, and then, like, they expect idiocy out of Xander, I guess. But they're like, but it's also, you, Cordelia. Yeah, and it's also just, like, that, the thing where it's always the girl's fault. Yeah. You know? And, um, so it's like, oh, your boyfriend cheated on you? You should have done more to, uh, hold him down, or whatever, yeah. you know? You should have so, not made him do that. Yeah, which... You can't make anybody do anything ever, right. um, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would so be in charge. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so everybody's being really mean to her. And the saddest thing in this whole episode is when they're like, uh, they're like, you need to date again. And she's like, I'm ready to ride. And then the blonde chick is like, we've got just the stallion for you. And, and then they Jonathan. take her over. Yeah, Jonathan's just... He, like, he's not hurting anybody. He's sitting on the stairs enjoying his big gulp. And, like, all these mean girls come up to him and imply that he's undateable. That <laughs> broke my heart. It was so sad. My notes are, why is that guy the punchline? Like, he didn't do anything. He, he's never cheated on anybody. Yeah, I love Jonathan for the most part. He actually has a Does role later in the show, weirdly uh, enough. But, like, I love Danny Strong. Yeah, what'd you tell me about Danny Strong that he, like, went on to do? He created Empire. Oh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, that's probably the exact same thing I said whenever you told me that. Also got divorced from Paris Geller. Interesting. In the show. Okay, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, like, oh, wait, wasn't he on that show? Yeah, he Um, was Doyle. God, you're like a human IMDB, I swear to God. <laughs> just a I just know I just know the two shows he's been most like featured yeah, on. But it's also like any other show and any other actor and like, oh yeah, this person was also on this, this, and this, and they went on to do this and now they do this. <laughs> Every single time an actor comes up, you're like, Oh yeah, um I've got a lot of fun facts about them. I'm gonna uh make your day. Right now. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so they make fun of the dude for no reason, and then that's whenever Cordelia runs into, uh, the demon chick and, it, like, ruins everything. Um, Giles is hot in this episode. I feel like we should talk about that. Um, yeah, he he's is. Rocking, he's rocking the scruff. Subterfuge librarian looks good on him. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, they, oh yeah, they were calling him the wanna slay librarian, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, oh Yeah. Xander, mm, I guess I wasn't attracted to Xander. No, I, I was wasn't li- either. I was actually I was specifically a attracted unattracted to, to him. I was attracted to Willow. Yeah, like she- that little thing she had on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whatever that is. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's a cutie. And I don't know, Scary Willow, like, whenever I was watching it this episode... My gut instinct was to kind of be like, Psh, come on, like, who are you fooling? But it's because I'm so used to Allison Hannigan as, you know, 
dorky Willow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then as it went on, I was kind of like, oh, you're actually really good at this. You're doing a great job. I'm She's just a great actress. Yeah, she, um, I loved when, uh, I, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but whenever she was, um, the, the hot ghost <laughs> yeah. on Halloween, and, um, yeah, and she was, like, being all confident and cool and stuff, and I was like, yeah, Willow's got layers. Oh, I'm too close to my mic. Um, yeah, so, uh, okay, so Giles is hot, he's, like, got the scruff, and he's got this habit of putting his, the end of his glasses in his mouth. Did you notice that? Does he I always do I that? I think he does. I think he I've takes them, he takes them off and he polishes them. And sometimes he, like, bites them. Yeah. Um, so he kept doing that. It was, uh, oh, and he was wearing, like, this big sweater that I was like, aw, cutie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't, dude, I don't know. I feel like it says something about me and, like, my past that I'm, like, kind of a, like, Giles is the most attractive dude on the show. (laughs) I think. That is a very interesting stance. I... No, <laughs> I know that. Um, I don't. I mean, like it's him or Oz. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, their personality is like Angel's a big old baby. Xander also a baby, baby like his supper. <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous thing! That's gonna be stuck. You know how you get like phrases stuck in your head? <laughs> well, baby you know likes what his supper. It was because it was because he was freaking like he took up punning from Buffy. When yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, like, it, it really annoyed me, because... He so, needs more practice. I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he he, he doesn't have much experience fighting on the good side. Yeah. He needs to... Yeah. Need- <laughs> the, the other vampire was like, you're soft. And he was like, I'm soft. And the other vampire was like, yeah, like baby food. And he just ran with it. Yeah, guys, we gotta, I gotta, we gotta clarify, we just watched... Lover's Walk. Oh, yeah, the the episode before this when... Yeah, we're talking about a different episode. Sorry, yeah, everybody. But we didn't get That's into it in the last to be one. The podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Giles is hot. That's it. Um, baby yeah, likes it's his him. supper. <laughs> it, so Angel's a big old baby. Xander's, like... Xander sometimes acts like he's, like, not living in the same reality as everybody else. Like, his opinions on things and, like, the way, I mean, like, Buffy says it in the beginning of this episode. He's like, so technically it's Cordelia's fault that I cheated on her or something like that. He, like, comes to that sort of conclusion. And Buffy says, your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. And that is a consistent theme in the the seasons. Um, It's come up a lot less, though. I, um, I would like to point out the fact that this is no longer the uh, Xander Sucks show as yes. it was in the beginning. Um, now it's the Angel Sucks show. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, Giles is hot. Oz, Oz looks the same. Right? Yeah. Everybody else is hot. Buffy's hot. <laughs> yeah, I know, with the lip scar. Um, yeah. She was like, what? I, yeah, I have a scar on my face. Are you gonna say anything about it? I'll kill you. I liked her. She had, like, a Lara Croft thing going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely that braid was an extension. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I noticed that, too. I was like, um, her hair is really long in this reality. <laughs> um, yeah, but she was cool. She she does badass really well. 
She yeah. usually she usually like has it with um it's usually tinged with like I'm pretty and funny too. And um She did not do Victorian very well. <laughs> oh no. That was horrible. I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that. <laughs> I wiped that from my memory. That was not good. Sarah Michelle but Geller is very good. good at many things, but that is not one of them. No, no. Sorry, SMG. Yeah. Um Syracuse yeah, and Media so, Group. <laughs> um, so, what else? Oh, yeah! They're doing the plant. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird kind of like, f- they're farming blood. Yeah. From and human the people. Master, the master is like, we're to evolve to hunt and kill now. We're just gonna, like, I don't know what else they're gonna do with their time. I mean, I guess what humans have done with their time, since we don't hunt and gather anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Now we make podcasts. <laughs> so, like, is the is the master hoping to just turn Earth into, like, a vampire Earth, where, like, vampires are doing all the same things as humans do? Earth 2. Earth 2? Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Also, where's the government? (laughs) (laughs) Like... Excellent point. They call in uh, the fucking National Guard to, like, Black Lives Matter protests, but the master takes over a city. Yeah. Everybody finds out about vampires, and they're like, oh, but they'll settle it amongst themselves. (laughs) That's That's a state's rights problem. (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's not a rights problem, just a state. Well, problem. yeah, but um, oh man, I was gonna say something. Uh, yeah, like okay, so this is my thing. Okay, okay, so in this alternate universe, I don't like picking nits. <laughs> I don't like doing it because I really yeah. like this episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. But so in this alternate universe, Buffy's in Cleveland, apparently. Yes. Or yes. somewhere. Um, so there's still only one Slayer. There's right. only one Slayer, and Sunnydale has gone to hell in a handbasket. So, because Buffy's in Sunnydale in the regular reality, what are the other cities like? Yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. That was driving me crazy, too. Because, so there's only one Slayer because she never came to Sunnydale, so she never died. So she never spawned Kendra, who spawned Faith, right? Yes. Okay. Also, there's there's a bunch of weird things, like Jenny's not alive here. Jenny's not oh, there. Oh, dude. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Jenny's not there. Um, like, there are other people who aren't there. Weirdly, the, the, like, the gay football player is, like, one of the leaders of the resistance. Yeah, I thought that was him. And yeah. And I was like, maybe he doesn't know he's gay. Because Xander never had that conversation with him. I'd like to think that he and Oz are dating. <gasps> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, what a delight that would be. Yeah, for real. Okay, first off, you just made me realize Oz is definitely bisexual, right? Probably. Like, duh. <laughs> he, like, he's got his nails painted. He's He has really thoughtful gifts. Um, he is very sensitive 
and he knows how to talk about his feelings. Listen, I know oh my gosh. this. So he was he was serving some relationship realness in the beginning yes, of this episode. He was. He yes, was, he was. He was doing a really good job. Yeah, he was like, you could tell that he had spent time like identifying his feelings, where they were coming from, and what he needed, which is so admirable because <laughs> I spend my entire life doing that. And the people around me don't. (laughs) And so I'm very, like, you know, I'm in a fight and I'm like, well, I'm feeling this very specific way because of this thing and this is the way, like, nobody else is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Oz is on the page. Oz wrote the book. (laughs) Like, and so he's like, um, you know, Willow's being like, if there's anything I can do to you to make it up. And he says, you can leave me alone. Yeah. And... And she's like, oh, well, I just think if we could talk. And he, he says, what does he say? He's like, listen, I've told you what I need. I need space. I need to think. I've told you that, and you are ignoring it. He says, I've told you what I need, which makes, you, which makes me think that the only reason that you still want to talk is to make yourself feel better. Yeah, and right? he's like, and that's not my problem. Yeah, and it's not. It's not at all. Oh, I love how he's so in touch with himself. Yeah, that was... He's so dreamy. That that little interaction made me just really, really happy. Because I was like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that writing is really impressive, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, maybe it's because, like, we're barely adults. And, like, yeah. have only just started, <laughs> like, acknowledging... Like our feelings, at least yeah, I dude. have. Um, but no, I, dude, I went to a, I taught at a summer camp that teaches young children how to identify their feelings and like how to solve conflicts. And we teach them, I feel blank when you blank, and I need blank. And that is what Oz was talking with, and I was so happy. But the thing is, is that like I straight up, my I was just an emotional ball before I learned somebody taught somebody had to teach me how to talk about my feelings right Mm -hmm. and we just don't get that and so like to see that in the writing is so nice yeah and important I think and rare it was just a very good um it was a very good time I was like I was just really Impressed and like I mean like that's what I was saying before. So like obviously adults wrote this. I think Marty Noxon wrote this, which I love her Twitter bio. Her Twitter bio is like I ruined like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Cause, she ruined it. Well, no, like I think a lot of people don't like her writing, which oh. I don't. I do, so I don't really get that. Did she write this episode? Um. Yeah, she did, I think. <laughs> she her um her bio is I ruined Buffy and I will ruin you too. <laughs> Wait, but you said that this episode is regarded as one of the best It is. Of yeah, no. The season she, or the show. She's a I th- I think just like she's just a um victim of like people who are like, "Oh, I don't like cuz Buffy can Buffy has spawned and can spawn some like, nerd bros, kind of. Right, right. Like, I don't like what you did this, or, like, whatever. And, like, 
they'll tell it's you not about you. Yeah, and so I'm sure yeah. she, I'm sure she's gotten that that she ruined right. Buffy. And plus, I think um, being a woman in that field, uh, especially at the time that this show was being made, I think you probably had to put up like way more of a fight, or at least like a defense. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of like get to them before they can get to you. So it's like, yeah, I ruined Buffy. What of it? Yeah, she wrote, um, yeah, she wrote, um, what's my line, part one and two, which I remember us liking a lot. Um, she wrote, I only has, had a, have eyes for you, and she wrote The Wish. Oh, I like that one. Um. Wait, 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 go back. What was, uh, what's my line? Is that the one where Faith comes in? What's my line? No, it's in season two. Um, Spike brings in three professional bounty hunters to eliminate Buffy. It's when she meets Kendra. That's it. I knew there was an extra Slayer. <laughs> anyway, I do remember liking that episode. Yeah. Except I hated Kendra. <laughs> oh my god, I was so glad when she died. R.I.P. in peace. Yeah, for real. Um, so, what else happened? Okay, so, everything's bad. Cordelia dies. Cordelia dies, like, within minutes of being in this new reality. Yeah, which is not great for her. Yeah. Um, so she dies, and then Giles, like, figures out how to stop the lady, and then he summons the lady, and then she's like, do you know what I do to men who summon me here? And then he, like, fights her a little bit, and then he crushes the necklace, and then everything goes back to normal. Yeah. That's what- What is happening while that's happening? The plant? Yeah, the yeah, plant. The plant. There's this huge fight. Willow dies, Buffy dies, Xander dies. Oh, yeah, Buffy gets her neck snapped. That's the third, Which, second time we've seen her that's die. That's the second time. Um, I also think there's something interesting, like, getting your neck snapped is such a human way to die, I think. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, if she dies by vampire bite or something like that, then it's like, okay, part of the job. You know, and they're supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she works in the supernatural. Of course, she's going to die by the supernatural. But, like, watching her get her neck snapped was particularly messed up for me. It's for a some pretty reason. grounding experience. Yeah, like, it, pull, it pulled at my heart in a way that I don't think it would have if it would have been, um, you know, like, the master's leaning down to bite her as, um, as Giles is destroying the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like... I don't even know. Like, getting stabbed by one of her so one of her own stakes, or, like, curse gone wrong, or whatever. Well, she like, did drown just... the first time. Well, yeah, but that was because he bit her and then dropped her into That's the water. That's true. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like she fell in and then couldn't get out and drown. Because that's just, it's anticlimactic, you know, and it makes you realize that it's like, oh, she, um can 100% uh, be killed, you know? Because I think sometimes I kind of see her as invincible because she's she's the main character of the show, right? So I know she's not going to die forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of different reasons that I don't see her as, like, able to die. So watching her die is weird. And I don't think... I think the first time I... Um, I definitely didn't see it coming, but I, I definitely, I wasn't attached to her then to at new, all. I was just yeah. like, yeah, so like I didn't really know her that well, and honestly I didn't have much, I didn't have much of an opinion about the show at that point. Mm-hmm. 
but we're further now. We've grown together. So, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting choice. Um, yeah, uh, Oz kills Willow. Buffy yeah. kills Xander. Yep. Um, uh, Angel is there. Angel dies. Angel does die. He was in a cage getting burnt by Willow. Yes. Basically, that's all he was doing the whole episode. And then Buffy showed up and he helps her a tiny bit and then he dies. Also, um, I did not realize that he saw Buffy as his destiny. Well, yeah, no. Okay, so I I was trying to think about this during the episode and I figured it out. Okay, break this down for me. Let's break it down. So, you remember, in season two, we get that flashback of um, angels in New York City. Okay, yeah. And he's crawling around, and then, um, what's his name? Not... Oh, yeah! Something-er. I don't know. I I have no idea. Angel, flashback. I love having the internet at my fingertips. (laughs) Angel, flashback, New York City. Uh, Whistler. Whistler. Whistler, um, Whistler, uh, is like, you gotta go to the Slayer. Oh, right. The Slayer is your destiny. Okay. So that's why he, that's why he, like, came to Sunnydale in the first place, because he was all, like, garbagey and, like, living off rats. Right. Um, yeah, so in this reality... He came to Sunnydale, and she, never showed she up. wasn't there. Yeah. So he, instead, he was caught by a dead... So, okay, this is... So they were... She's... So she's not there for two years beyond when she wasn't supposed to be there. Do you know what I mean? So, like, she came So to, she was supposed to get there, like, in 2014, but now it's 2016, and she's still not there? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, okay. you know, because she's supposed to get there in season one. Oh, And yeah. now it's season yeah. three. <laughs> So technically yeah. 97 to 99. Yeah. Um or 96 to 90. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um yeah. <laughs> and uh there's just a lot of things because like if, if Buffy didn't show up to Sunnydale at all ever, how were they living before? Yeah. There was yeah, no catalyst like, to mom? start the demon. Like, you know, I can understand it if they're at the beginning of the show, like at the beginning of season one, there was some catalyst to like, oh, for a million years, the no. Hellmouth has been closed. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say is that doesn't, aren't they like trying to open the Hellmouth whenever she first gets there? Well, yeah, but there are still vampires and stuff and demons. Yeah, but maybe it didn't get bad until he opened the Hellmouth. Maybe. And Buffy oh, wasn't been, there to stop I him. can't believe how much I've already forgotten about season one. Yeah, same, dude. It's a very unforgettable, or not not unforgettable, it's a very forgettable yeah. season. Yeah. Except for the praying um, mantis and the word jacked in. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, overall, I give this episode a eight- uh, eight. Uh, eight. I think. You're a asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me actually saying that about your reading. No, I know. I know. It's a Game Grumps reference. You right? are asshole. Yeah. It okay. is, sadly enough. What do you give it? Do you not give it an eight? Um, 
I don't know. I think I'd give it, um, an 8.5. Okay. I thought you were going to score lower than me because you pointed out a lot of plot holes, but... No, I think, I mean, There's like, just not enough time, Yeah, you know, and also, everything. like, I'm really impressed. I'm impressed that anyone can do anything that I can't. <laughs> Yeah. So same. I'm like the fact that they made a cool alternate like alternate reality. Yeah. He does this a lot. There are many alternate reality um episodes. Episodes. Um yeah, I was thinking about that like this was whenever Cordelia comes out to get her car and there's like no cars there. I thought of it. I was like this is so cliché. But then I was like but it's a good cliché. Like it's an interesting cliche. Mm-hmm. Also, know, it makes sense that they wouldn't be able to drive. Reality. Why? Um, because like, what if their cars got hijacked and stuff? They oh, probably okay, yeah. take the bus or carpool or something. Yeah. Strength and numbers yeah. and all that. I just took it. I was just, he was just like you know you students aren't allowed to drive and I was like oh I guess sure not allowed to drive. <laughs> Why um, would they be? Yeah, so I give it a eight. I do not find this episode feminist. No. I I think that Okay, the only feminist thing about it was the friendship that Anya had with uh Cordelia. Yeah. But she turned out to be a demon. So, um <laughs> not really sure what to make of that. And uh, and she was only making she was only being friends with her because Cordelia had recently been cheated on and she had recently become a woman scorned. And so that's the only reason that the demon was even talking to her in the first place. Um Cordelia blames Buffy for her boyfriend cheating on her. Yeah, and, like, Harmony and, and all of those people are garbage. Yeah, for sure. And, like, Buffy isn't even the person Xander cheated with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then within, within the alternate reality, Cordelia dies really fast, and so does the only other woman that's on the good side, Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, and so the gay, the football player lives. The gay lives. <laughs> um, Let your gays live. Like, duh, Oswald, because he's like a bury main your gays. Ra- r- raise your uh, gays. Re-anim- yeah, Put your gays on a platform in the sky. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just didn't, like, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing feminist about it. I can't think of anything. Uh, yeah, Buffy dies she's cool but she dies yeah she is cool Um, but you know just because she's like cool that doesn't make her feminist right yeah no it's the same as that doesn't mean that she's feminist that's the argument yeah everyone it's like the katniss effect right yeah yeah totally just because just because someone is like a badass and something doesn't mean that like they're inherently feminist yeah yeah because katniss is still in a love triangle, and, um, expected to be the martyr, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. So, which I don't necessarily think were intentional facets of it. I think it was just, like, what's that woman's name? Suzanne Collins? It's I like true. those books, by the way. Um, so Suzanne Collins was just, like, I'm writing a story. How do I make it more interesting? Oh, a love triangle. And then, like, I don't think, I think it was just, like, uh subtext maybe mm. right or something that you do without really realizing that you're doing it what is that called i i don't i mean there's a word subtext it's on the tip of makes my, sense listen. okay 
Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> glad um, to hear it. Do you, I mean, do you find it feminist? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, eh, not really. Eh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's that's settled it. then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Oh my gosh. Oh, get excited for Anya. Is she sticking around? She is sticking around. That's interesting. So, so what? She's going to be like this chick that used to be a demon, but mm-hmm. no longer has that. She's like a thousand something years old, and now she goes to high school. Is she mortal? Now she is, yeah. So she's like going to die when she turns. However many. Like 80 now? Yeah. I don't know. Well, cool. That'll be cool. Yeah. Oh, is that who you were saying we're getting instead of Cordelia? That's one of them, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think it's Anya and Tara that we gain. Yeah. And I love Anya. I thought Tara didn't come until season four. She doesn't. Oh, okay. But, like, it's like you you lose Cordelia, you gain Anya. Yeah, and Cordelia's done. I've been saying that for weeks. <laughs> I, I feel really bad for her in this episode, but also... Me too. Yeah. But you I know who else I feel bad for? Dude. Jonathan. Yeah. My heart Jonathan. goes out to Jonathan today. Um, yeah, so we are signing off. Mm-hmm. This is a reminder to um, be kind to your local Jonathans. Be kind and to And to uh, fuck your local sexy librarians. <laughs> That's uh that's the moral of this episode, I think. Sure. Yep. Why not? Uh, oh wait, 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 I got it. Follow us on Twitter at Buffy and I don't think we speak. did this last time, so it's good that we're we doing it now. We didn't, we didn't. Um Twitter, Buffy underscore speak. Our personal Twitters are in the bio. So is our email. Our email is also in the bio. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you think we're wrong about stuff. Tell us if Let you us have know. an interesting point to make that we completely forgot was even in the episode and didn't even talk about. Tell us; we want to hear about it. Ye. And that's that. And that's that about Ooh. that. I'm gonna practice a Porky Pig impression, and one of these days I'm gonna do a That's All, folks. Have you watched? Have you watched? I know that voice. No. Um, it's a documentary about voice acting. And Ooh. the guy who who voices Porky Pig uh-huh. um, gives you, like, a, a short little rundown on how to okay. do it. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to learn how, and you guys have Seth that Seth Green is you. in that. Our favorite man. Who does he voice act with? I know he did Robot Chicken. He created Robot Chicken. Okay, cool. That's it. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye, friends!